Coach are, Ron White. Are you naked? We were born this way, Ron. <laughs> you hesitated, so you have pants on or something. Because <laughs> if you truly were naked, you would have just responded with yes. <laughs> You'll never know. <laughs> the truth. Oh. How are you? I'm good, man. How about yourself? Uh, did you add um did you add foam to your wall did you add more as in more no no hasn't changed gotcha i was uh i was enjoying a a nap earlier today just before this spent an hour with my eyes closed um, mostly interrupted and now I'm here. That's how I am. Yeah. Mostly interrupted. As soon as I shut down, um, Val walked in the door to eat lunch <laughs> for lunch. <laughs> uh, well, at least it was at least it was somebody worth interrupting you. Yeah, it would have been strange if it was someone else. True. <laughs> Very strange. Well, I mean, with uh, telephones, it's easy easy to get interrupted by other people that are oh. not our that are not our significant others. Yeah, it, yeah, that's true. That's true. I have been using the "do not disturb" quite frequently lately. Giving myself quiet time has been important. Yeah, you texted me that the other day that you were taking some quiet time, and I yeah. was prompt to remind you to take as much as you can get right now because. I... You're going to run out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> run out. Is that how you put it? Yeah, it's, uh, it's one way to think about it. What? Hey, what did you, what was your, um, what was going through your head right before you became a dad for the first time? Um, man, I was so selfish. I, you know, my wife asks me about like things that happened when my kids were young and I was preoccupied with other things. And, you know, I, I was there for events, but I, I don't remember them at all. Cause I would, I just, I wanted to be doing other things. I was still such a kid. Uh, I, I just wanted to, I just wanted to be playing all the time. And, uh, and some of those like moments that people get super fired up about with their children's lives, like I really don't have a recollection of. And uh, what is your what is your earliest recollection of of being a dad? Of saying, "Oh shit, I'm a dad right now." You know, I remember, I remember being in the hospital and being super excited and uh, bawling my eyes out when I saw my son for the first time. Um, I do remember that. That was an awesome experience. Um, but like, as far as how I felt, like right before it happened, like, I don't want to say that 
I don't want to say that I didn't believe it was happening, but it was almost like I was living that way. As it if was, it, as if you didn't believe it. Right. It's just, I was just doing other things, working, riding my bike. Uh, I might've been pl- like either playing in a hardcore band or trying to go to as many hardcore shows as possible at that time. That was just, I just wanted to have fun. And I also, I do. Rightfully remember, so you were, you were a kid. Yeah, absolutely. In a lot and of I, I do, I do remember creating this story in my head that my ability to have fun was about to end. And mm-hmm. that was so far from the truth. So you took the opportunity to take advantage of my uh, last days, the last day, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, I you know, dude, I you know, I hear that uh, from a lot of parents. You know how many people are giving me well, not giving me because I'm not taking it. They're trying to give me advice, <laughs> and they're like, "Well, you know, do it while you can, or take advantage while you can. Uh, you're, it's all gonna be over soon." And I, I laugh a little it's bit. Not, I'm, I'm not gonna be. I'm like. <laughs> I'm not going to be the guy that sits here and tells you that it's all going to be over. There are going to be some things that slow down. There are going to be a lot more things that happen that are out of your control. Um, And that you made the decision to bring a a human, another human being into this world that you're also going to have to make the decision that, Hey, that thing that you wanted to do, it ain't going to happen now. Mm -hmm. Like the, or it might have to take time. Yeah, it might. It, it's gonna take. It's gonna take a little longer. Like, your your child's gonna be sick. Um, or if you, uh, I don't know if you ever listened to the episode of Chasing Excellence where Ben talked about uh, his kids a lot. Um, they they made the decision that if if one of the kids was sleeping, plans got canceled. Like. If, if, if one of their kids fell asleep, they were like, yep, we're not going to go do that thing now, you know? And, and so they and, prioritize. Yeah. Um, and, and, and thing. well, I mean, look at, a, look at what we're learning now about the sleeping process and how, how much it aids us in recovery. It aids us in muscle growth. It aids us in, you know, just overall feeling good. Mm. It's, and when we are little humans, <laughs> we are growing so much faster than we are as adult humans. It's when, like, when children are sleeping, man, it's like you, you want to let them get as much as they can. I, I, yes, that, all that. It's, <laughs> That reminds me that Val and I, um, we, we're going to sit down and talk about our non-negotiables in a way. Yeah. And make and make a decision because, you know, hey, what's the priority? Is it us going and doing the thing? Or is it them, the kid, our kid living, you know, the, the life that we know that they, they can live? And I think back, I think back to my childhood, how many things I didn't want to do and were forced to do at the time, or how many times I was 
woken up or told to sleep when I wasn't ready to sleep and, and things like that. What's, what's more important? Is it our agenda for you or is it what's actually good for you? Except when it comes to, when it comes to things like if, if they're asking for to eat bullshit, like there's certain things we won't have in our home, you know, certain beverages and, and snacks. There are certain things we, we want to shy away from on occasion. I, I love that. I love that you referenced it as the, like the non-negotiables. Like this is the stuff that is, is going to happen or not going to happen. And this is how we're going to live. Um, you know, and I, I think it just comes down to you. You got to look at and just for people listening, like that's not our, us pushing a certain agenda. It's based on a lot of, a lot of, uh, a lot of knowledge, honestly, and knowing like how kids develop and grow. That's real. That's where the thoughts coming from. I, I know that you, you yeah. dove, you dove down that rabbit hole of, uh, of like how we learn, not just children, but you know, people. humans, yeah. people, how people learn. And uh, like, so I fully understand your thought process there. And what I was about to say was, you know, it, you're going to look at it through two different windows and it's going to be the, okay. There's the overall perspective of what needs to happen like unless unless you create and i know you're trying to so i shouldn't say unless until you create your vision of wealth to where you and val don't have to worry about going to work there are certain things where like that bottom line is going to have to happen okay i have to go to work so we need to, we need to try to make the baby go to sleep now. Hmm. Like, like, uh, cause, cause you made the reference to, I haven't, I was forced to go to bed where I didn't want to, you know, and like, I have that battle with having five kids from eight years old to 14 years old. Like I have that battle constantly. All right, guys, it's bedtime. You know, dad, dad gets up at 4am and the kids are like, well, we don't get up till 11. So <laughs> like, um, so like that's a a battle that you have to fight with and, right. and it's called it's called uh, what's it called just no send them to camp <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> give them something to do early in the morning right and anyway anyway what I was what I was saying was is you have the the big picture of yeah. Okay, I gotta go to work. This is gonna be shitty for the baby. We have to do it anyways. And then you have you have the the ideal picture, which is okay. This is what we can do. That's going to be the best case scenario for the child's development. And this is what we want to do right and, now. And like this is where this is where I I envy you so much. You know you're you're 30 years old, you've done all this, like learning about health and happiness and fulfillment. And now you're bringing a child into the world. You've also learned about 
what it means to be financially stable, like how to achieve an even greater sense of financial stability to where you're going to be able to provide a life for this child that is just what's the word that I'm looking for? It's going to be ideal. It's going to be. Ideal is a strong term it, there. It is. I, it is. Yeah. Um, I hear, I hear what you're saying. I understand it. I can't, I can't, I'm stuck there for a second. It'll come to you. And, I know. And the thing that, and you brought up financial stability, like we've kind of, we've found that in a way. So now we're ready. Now we're able What's been really the the priority for us, for Val and I, in the last, I want to say at least at least in the last year plus, was general stability, stability as a whole. And think about, um, you know, you think about. St- social environments right the the people you're around what you grow up around what are some of the the most fond memories you have of as a kid it's 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 likely going to be things that were fun and then things that were that felt good (laughs) things where you were like ah i've i just this feels nice my my good memories of my parents right the the good stuff the times where my parents got along the times where me and my sister did something together the times where um, i felt accomplished and i achieved something after doing the work or after trying really hard these are to me that's uh, that's stability and it's more valuable than financial stability and financial stability is necessary <laughs> there too. So Val and I have done a lot of work on our relationship. Uh, as you know, like we've gone through, you know, the ups and downs and all and whatnot. And we've, we've decided on a few things as, as individuals, as people and what we want and how we portray that to our kid. And something that's super important to us is that, and I, I was uh, telling a friend of mine the, the other day at, at a, you know, on the 4th of July, we went to his house for a barbecue. He's got two daughters. And I was like, you know, what's, what's really important for us is that our kids sees that we enjoy doing stuff together. And, and we've, we really like to be around each other. And when we do things with our kid and I'm thinking like, hey, when we go on vacations and when we do activities, it's gonna be the things that we can collectively get some fun out of, get some joy out of, experience good, the good things. That's, that's our vision of quote unquote stability. And, and part of that for sure is financial. And yes, I'm creating, um, a, a way of living that is that's going to you know bring me wealth and health and all these things and and the most important thing is that that we want to feel good and we want our kid to see that we feel good together imagine it's, what that can do for, for a child right in a seeing, social setting seeing that their parents are happy and have a good time with each other right like hey they they kind of like each other this is weird <laughs> you know <laughs> 
not just they're cohabitating and doing this thing called raising a kid called living in a house. It's, it's like, Hey, that there's this, there's this dynamic between those two people. I want to go find that dynamic in with other people. You know, I want to go meet friends and, and experience that and understand like, Hey, I can have joyful moments with another human being. It's, it's an interesting thing that I, I didn't have as a kid. So I'm curious to see. You didn't, you didn't get to see your parents doing that kind of stuff. No. Hey, what did, what did my parents do together that they both enjoyed? They watched TV sometimes. And, and truthfully, I don't know. Right. I don't know how they felt or what they were thinking. Um, How often though, do kids feel like they're a burden on their parents' lives because they hear all the stories of how their parents used to have so much fun. (laughs) (laughs) uh, Before I, before I go in another direction, because you just uh, brought up something that's been on my mind a lot lately. uh, I want to go back to where you said about, you know, having, having fun, those, those fond memories. Right. So this weekend, uh, is our first little, uh, excursion in the summer with all, with all seven of us. We we've done, we've done the overnight stays at the indoor water parks a couple of times. And they're all, that always happens in the winter. So we booked, we booked a lake house in the Poconos, uh, for t- tomorrow night and Saturday night. And, and it's, it's great that you said fond memories because I got an email yesterday. I think it was yesterday. Uh, I'm going to read it to you. Hey, Ron, you are all set to check in Friday, July 9th, anytime after 3 p.m. We had a tree fall during a storm yesterday and puncture the roof in the living room. We will have the tree removed and hole patched with a tarp by your arrival. We are in the process of sorting out repair needs, but just wanted to give you a heads up. It should be fine, safe during your stay. <laughs> Is that? How, so. That's a fond memory. For I got, I got, I got asked. So, so are you going to, are you going to cancel? I was like, hell no. Who, who asked the, that? No, Mandy did. She's like, are you going to cancel? I'm like, no, the kids are going to remember the time that we stayed in the place with the hole in the roof. (laughs) With a tarp. With a tarp. tarp. (laughs) And it's supposed to rain this weekend. I know. It's going to be so freaking awesome. And And you had asked me the other day, you know, what kind of fun do you have planned? I'm like, I really don't have any plans, but I was just scoping out the website a little bit ago and uh there's a spot where you can rent kayaks and paddle boards and it's super affordable like because because jen because when jen and i were on our way home from vacation a couple weeks ago mm. we we went out and rented kayaks and it was whoo it was uh it was a hundred it was a little over a hundred bucks for the two of us for just an hour mm. and and um and this place is this place is 20 bucks for two hours like I was like, this is awesome. Yeah, you can so share too. Yeah, we're totally gonna make we're totally gonna make this happen. Mm. Um, <laughs> but you know, I just it, I was I was stoked that you you brought up the ask the thought process of fond memories and and like 
and when we had Mark England on the show and he told me about, you know, you just got to have fun with the kids, man. And it was like, I feel I like I took, as soon as I, as soon as I read that there was a hole in the roof, I was like, oh man, the kids are going to remember this forever. That's a, that's a definitely going to be fun, fun, fond, um, interesting for sure. You'll have some stories about it. Absolutely. The, the cool thing is that you were able to look at that. You were able to look at that email, laugh, yeah. and, and start thinking about all the good things that could happen. Well, I mean, we've had enough discussion about perspective, opportunities, and responsibilities to just to know that bad things happen, man, all the time. It's, they're always going to happen. Like when you got, when you got stuck in the snow, when you were supposed to go skiing and um, my car broke down on the way home from vacation and, and our refrigerator died the other day. It's just, it's, 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 it's just, it's never ending. And like, I could sit here in a pool of misery and wallow in it. And what good is that going to be? That would be like driving to your destination, hitting a speed bump and saying, I guess I got to go back now. Yeah, I got I to gotta turn around now. It's Fuck. Just- <laughs> Damn but speed bumps. <laughs> now to come back to this, let's talk about this. How many people are stuck on never seeing their parents do anything fun together? How many people are stuck on the story that they have created about their parents that has them staying in one place in their own lives? That reminds me of something I've been meaning to do, which is ask both of my parents. Luckily, I still have both of them. They're, They're around. Um, ask them, Hey, what's your favorite memory? Yeah. I want to know from, from our childhood, from when you were, Hey, what did you feel like dad when I was born? Oh, that's cool. I want to hear this. I haven't heard that. I have no idea. And I I make assumptions, you know, you make assumptions. You tell us to create a story. I want to know what my parents' goals were Hmm. like, Hey mom, before you had me at 17 years old, what did you think you were going to do with your life? Ooh. Like, write, this, write this shit down, Ron, before we forget it. <laughs> like, before we forget it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call my dad later. <laughs> and, then, and then not only that, like maybe try to point them in a direction that brings them some of that back. Like my dad, uh, my dad just had a health scare and... I thought I was going to be making a quick trip to Florida. Uh, um, I can't remember exactly what it was called, but he had some blood clots in his leg and he ended up having to have this procedure done where they cut him from his like down by his ankle all the way up to near, like near his hip, like real, real high onto his, his upper leg. And and he's damn lucky that, that like they didn't take his leg. Like it was, I think it was some blood clots. It was, 
scary and he was in a lot of pain and it's he asked me he <laughs> out of the blue the other day um just because i've been super busy and we haven't been chatting that often he's like hey man are we okay and i'm like yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> why, why wouldn't we be okay and he told me he's like i he's like i've been really emotional since being in the hospital and i'm really surprised that this didn't happen uh, trying to remember when, well, 14 years ago, it was right after my son was born. Was, I'm, I'm so surprised that this didn't happen after his heart attack. He had a heart attack right right after my son was born, which is what prompted my- You're my, finding him, right? My, not, I, I mean, I already knew where he was, but it prompted me to actually go. Mm. It prompted me to get on an airplane And be like, you know what? I don't want to live my entire life without meeting my father. I don't care. I don't care that there were some of, and it's great that I had this perspective then. I don't care that there were some events in his life that made it so we didn't have a relationship from four to 23, but I can take responsibility at 23 to try to create something. If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out, but it worked out. Like, I think my dad's super cool. And we, I I was able to learn where a lot of my sense of humor came from biologically, Mm. you know, because. Isn't that cool? It's so cool. Because like, my mom is great. And there's some characteristics that I definitely got from her. But there were just some things that I was like, man, my mom and I, we're not on the same same wavelength with this thing and then i met my dad and i was like oh all right (laughs) that makes a lot more sense and (laughs) epigenetics it's called and i could have i could have allowed myself to just hold on to some resentment and just stay stuck and and be like fuck you man i don't want to meet you you didn't try to meet me you know, you're a grown ass man. You could have drove up here to Pennsylvania and hung out. I come to find out, man, he was just scared. Like he didn't know what to expect. He created this own story in his own head. Mm. How far as a society could we get if, mm-hmm. if we realize that our childhood trauma is made up is is made up and and it's all based on expectations that we had of our parents that they had their own bullshit they were going through yeah they had their own they had their own dreams that they were chasing they had their own thing that they were trying to do do you know like with having a family of seven it is extremely difficult to make time for each one like to like individually have like a connection with each one is so hard, especially when they all want to do their own thing. You know, they're all developing their own personalities and, and I could, and I've had this conversation with people before. They're like, I I don't want to mess my kids up. And I'm like, yo, dude, you don't have a choice. 
But yeah, we had that conversation. I yeah. remember we had that conversation when with with Michael Cashew. I remember. Yeah, we did. And and like nice shirt. You, yeah, you're. <laughs> you are going to mess your kids up. Right. Like you, negations here acknowledged. You can't you can't fix everything or you can't have everything. You can't have control of everything. You can't have control of everything. What you, you can have though is a peace peace of mind here and a little bit of and a little bit of patience. <laughs> In your situation though, man, with with one with your your time, your schedule, the time that you have, the time you allow yourself, plus plus the the love that you have for your wife, plus the five kids that you have running around and the two and the dogs and the cats and the, the snakes. There's there's a lot going on that that want your attention and you want to give attention to. And I remember you said I remember what you said when we had a conversation with um, with Michael, with Michael Cashew, you said something about, you know, when your kid wants attention, give him the attention, even if it's for a couple of minutes, like that's, that's it. That's all they need. Most kids have an attention span of a, of a fucking ant. Yeah, they want to go, they want to go do distracted. something. They want to go do something yeah. else. Like as, as soon as you start doing the thing that they wanted to do the first time. <laughs> I was, <laughs> I spent, um, Two weeks ago, I spent the day with my nephew. He's he's two and a half now, which is absurd to me. I remember. Is that when you were at the theme park or whatever? Um, where did on we, the no. on the train? No, well, that was that was actually for my dad's birthday. Oh, okay. <laughs> we went to the zoo, and then a little theme park. No, this was uh, this was alone. I I went and I picked him up by myself right i i put the car seat in the back seat I, I picked him up me and val went spent the day we went hiking okay you you took val's car right no my little oh my you car. took your little car <laughs> yeah took All my right. car. It, which i realized is not appropriate for a child <laughs> that's why that's why i made the statement that's why so, I the, asked that so the car seat fits well in the back seat and then to get him in, and he's he's two and a half, you know, he's he's got some length to him now. So so to get him in the car seat, I had to compress him into a ball, turn him onto his side, and maneuver him in so that he fit. And then I realized he's grown up and he could climb in and out himself, which I should have done in the first place. Um, anyway, so this is a kid who my sister described as um, too much, difficult, a pain in the ass. Like, you know, terrible twos. You hear that a lot. And I was like, well, we'll see about that. <laughs> Challenge accepted. So we went out, we, we went, we went hiking. We went into a local spot in the woods, spent several hours. He just wanted to move this kid. <laughs> like the kid just wants to be active. He doesn't want to sit in a chair and watch TV. Well, yes, that distracts him. What he really needs is attention he needs you to know that he needs to know that you're next you're there you're support you're doing something that he's interested in we dude we got out of the car and he's just started exploring we hiked like three miles at one point we just sat in front of a lake and he picked up like i counted at least 300 rocks and just threw them and just <laughs> and just loved it 
And no, the whole time I was like, hey, you ready to go? No. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I guess we're staying. <laughs> All good. Mm-hmm. At that- the end of the day, he's wiped out, tired, falls right asleep when we get home. Like, dude, this is this is what kids need. Yeah. And granted, yep. we had the time that day to yep. give him. Okay. Just a, a little doses. And and hey, what's compromise? He'll learn that in time. It just fascinated me that all this kid needed in order for him to be, I guess the word is compliant. He needed to have be respected in a way. That reminds me of a thing I read the other day. I didn't even read the whole way through it. I got the point like right away. It was, it was about the, the terrible twos. Mm. Uh, imagine, imagine being a two-year-old, right? Being so curious. Yes. Like, I know exactly wanting, what you're talking about. Wanting, wanting the, indep- uh, just starting to develop some independence, being able to do things on your own and constantly being told no. Wanting, right. Don't do that. Do this. Right? Wanting, wanting to, wanting to eat a certain thing and being told that you have to eat this instead. And mm-hmm. like, of course, I mean, think about it as an adult and you don't get what you want. Shit sucks. When you're two years old and you're constantly being told that you can't have what you want, or you have to do things this way, or don't touch that. And you're <laughs> so, and you're so unbelievably curious. And then also not understanding what all these emotions are. The like, emotions, uh, even the words that are coming out of your parents' mouth. Exactly. You don't know what they all mean. Uh, of course, being it's, a two- It's of, frustrating. Of course, being a two-year-old can be terrible, but not for the parents. <laughs> for the two-year-old. That two-year-old, that two-year-old is sad, frustrated, angry, like curious, like- and and hungry, hungry, <laughs> tired. You know? I know, I know. Ex- I think I saw I saw the same exact thing that you're talking about. It was like the internal monologue of a two year old. If 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 I remember, I could remember. <laughs> I'm gonna sh- find it. Yeah. If I could remember who shared it, I would go get it right now. And it's just, you know, and that's a perspective as a parent that I wish I would have had. So, I as a, as a newer parent, you're, you're still a, you're a new parent until those kids are like, well, until you have your second kid and, <laughs> and, and there needs to be at least three or four years between those kids. Like if, if you have, if you have two back to back within like uh, a year, <laughs> a, like a year to two years, you never even give yourself the opportunity to learn anything. Cause you yeah. just, it's just a constant state of chaos. And you, and I can speak from, speak purely from uh experience on that because my um it preston and aislin you know uh preston was born in in uh november of 2006 aislin's in may of 2009 like that's just over two years like there was there was no break (laughs) Mm -hmm. i never got a chance to understand what the hell i was doing it was just pure chaos the whole time. By the time that now, by the time that Zoe came around, I was like, okay, I can navigate this dad thing. There's this, um, there's a solid six year gap between the oldest and the youngest. And there's over a three year gap between Aislinn and Zoe. And it's just like, all right, 
with this one, I kind of have a hand on things. I kind of know where I'm more mature now. And it's just like, and dude, that's, that is the great hand that you have dealt yourself is like, I look at you and yeah, you and I were best friends. We goof around, we have immature moments, but I look at you and like, I, I know that you have a level of maturity that as, as they all say, you're never ready to have a child, but you can have some preparation to yeah, have I'm, a child. I feel, I feel ready. Like, and, 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 if, and you can say that, but man, once the baby, once yeah. the baby gets here, you're going to be like, I'm not ready. <laughs> Take it back. <laughs> I, I surrender. Go back in. <laughs> but I, I like, I envy the level of preparation that you have for this. Like, mm. like it's, it's super cool to like, know that you've done some education to, to, to hear that you're going and spending time with your nephew like that. Like, to, oh, hey, remember that time I spent with my nephew in the woods and and then at the end of the day, he was happy and slept all night. Like, yeah, I need to do that with my own kid, too. Like, yeah, I want to I'm going to turn terrible twos into terrific twos. That's terrific twos. I love it. You yeah, know, and and parent, that, we project that shit onto them like you wonder why they're terrible because <laughs> you said it. Exactly. Exactly. Use that word. <laughs> um, I like so that's 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 my goal for Saturday is I want to wear the kids out. I want them. <laughs> I want them at like eight p.m. to be like, no, we're done. <laughs> we surrender. Please stop. <laughs> no more things. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. That's going to be interesting. That's if, the, they, if, you, if they go along with it, yeah. Oh, this is going to be one of those times where they don't have a choice. I forget, I forget where <laughs> I went. I went to the Poconos a couple years ago and went to three different water parks in one day. Woo! One of them was indoors, and, and I forget which one it was. It was not um, either of the two that you had mentioned. Camel Beach, Camel Beach may, may have an indoor park. I didn't go to Camel Beach. It was okay. it was a different one. And then we ended up, I think it was in Dorney, Dorney Park. Yep. The outdoor that was and there's there's blast. also there's also a small water park at Montage Mountain. Hmm. Yeah, that's up near Scranton. That's in Scranton. I forget where I was. It was it was cool. It was a small place inside. It was fun. It was perfect. My we went with Val's little brother at the time. He went, he was seven i believe or eight fun times <laughs> yeah what are you what are you the most excited about becoming a dad i'm gonna have to say not sleeping <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh man honestly the I'm really excited for Val to do it, to get to go through the process and, and feel like she accomplished something because she's really having a difficult time with it so far, like leading up to the, the birth. Uh, so I'm excited for, for that to be over <laughs> and for her to rec be recovered. Um, I'm excited to, to learn the gender. <laughs> To, to see the baby come out and say, oh, it's a whatever. 
Yeah. Oh boy. Um, Dude, that's 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 going to be awesome. That's that's so awesome that you guys chose to to wait wait it out. Yeah. You know, you know how many people say that? Oh, that's so cool. I could never do that. I'm like, yeah, you could. (laughs) It's it's totally a choice, Um, and and it's easy when when you give very little fucks about what it is like <laughs> like like i'm not putting any expectation on my child to there, be anything it there's can, no there's no emotion attached to boy or girl right like i don't i would love either one some reason i'm i i feel connected more to the idea of having a girl okay i don't i, I don't know it's just comes up a lot more often when we pick when we think of names, like we go back and forth with names, name ideas, and I keep coming up with girl names. I don't know. You're more, more excited about the, the idea of a girl name. Maybe it's a cool, the, the names we have picked out are, are fun. They're cool names. Hell yeah. We've, we've decided that the name has to sound good with our last name. And that's true. And it has to be two syllables, like more than two syllables. It's just a lot. <laughs> So that narrows it down to quite a, quite a few names. Have you, is it going to be able to be uh, abbreviated yeah. and shortened? Yeah, there's got, okay. there's, cause you gotta have options. What okay. if, what if our girl decides it wants to be a boy at some point point? it has to have an easy transition, you know? Yeah, um, for sure. Truthfully though, I'm, ex- I'm just, I'm excited for the process. I love struggle. So I, and I know this will be hard. Wait, <laughs> we, you, I love struggle. Dude. I don't think we've ever talked about that. I, and I, I texted this yesterday in the group. Uh, I decided, Hey, being a new parent's too easy. So let me sign up for a marathon. <laughs> so, so between now and November, which is the day of the marathon, I'm going to be training, <laughs> eating. I'm, I'm, I'm going to eat differently, right? I'm going to, I'm cleaning up my diet again. Everything is going to be, it, it's all about discipline, you know? And, and the important thing, the important thing, Ron, is I want it, you know? Hell yeah. I want to, and I'm embracing it. I'm embracing the, the difficulty of, of all of it. Of being a new dad and training for a marathon at the same time. <laughs> It sounds funny to, to me. And, and, you know, and this is the real exciting it's, part. It sounds funny because you constantly do difficult things. Like and I just thought, hey, it's been a while since I've done something hard and I feel like my discipline muscles are getting really jelloy and soft. <laughs> I need to flex them a little bit. And also I, I was, I asked Val, I was like, hey, if I do this, is that cool? Like, you know, it's been a long time. I want to, I, I want to see if I can do it. She's like, yeah, and we'll be there. <clears throat> and that was so cool. Like, we. We, yeah, we. We'll be there. So, so I, you know, my baby, our baby will be six weeks old if the timing works right, well, right? If the baby's born on time. Right. Six, six weeks old. And I get to cross the finish line of the New York City Marathon and see my, my six-week-old and my wife. Like, that's, I'm getting emotional thinking about that. It's so cool, <laughs> man. That's awesome. It's so fucking cool. So like, I'm, I'm excited to be able to share those moments 
and ha- and experience that. And that's dude at six weeks. <laughs> wait till wait till the kid is is six years old, and I'm like, hey, you, now you can do this with me, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> or I could do that with you. I could go do that thing with you. What you what do you want to do? I'm like, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. I've been different lately the last uh, past few weeks, though, man. I've been sharp, really fucking sharp, focused. Everything's intentional, and I've been smiling a lot. What's different? <clears throat> well, we're getting close to this, the arrival of the baby. So uh, there's that level of excitement. Yeah. I've been celebrating wins more often. That's that's cool. Man, something about that puts you in a good place, a good headspace. And it, it's it's funny. I uh um the other day I asked you about having uh that guest on, Marissa, and you asked me what what would we talk about? And my I I, I forgot to text you back when uh when the thought came to me, but man, I really I really think it would be a good conversation about celebrating wins because when we got the opportunity to hear her story, like, like I feel like having that conversation, I, I believe having that conversation with her about celebrating wins and, and uh, I, I think that'd be really cool. I bet she's got some big ass wins. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. <laughs> Yeah, that would be fun. Hit her up. Let's get her on the show. I, and and I just think it's uh, really cool that you and I get to sit in the same room with someone of her caliber as well. Like, you mean you mean someone of our of our caliber? Yeah, you know. Because what's what's the difference between her and us? Time. Time. Yeah. Place, circumstance, which are. The only thing there that's not a choice is time. So that's a that's that's gonna go onto a fortune cookie, man. I had somebody tell me when I was um it was it was years ago, six or seven years ago, that um that I sound like a fortune cookie when I speak. <laughs> Which I found funny. What are you excited about, Ron? What's going on? <laughs> well, I was excited to apply for my CrossFit level three. And you did only, that. Only to find out that my level two expired in January. But you and you just took your L1. I know. So I you have, have to, so you have to retake the L2. I have to revalidate my level two before Dude. I can. I just I should, did that. I, I just did went, that. I should have went with you. <laughs> you were busy that weekend. I know I, I was. I know. <laughs> honestly, dude, I just did that a few. Uh, it was a month ago, actually, and that this going through that the second time was awesome. Oh, dude, I'm so excited awesome. to go through it again because I did mine nine years ago. So this would be your. Did you do it twice? You did it no, again? Nope. I, oh. I I've done the I've done the level one three times. Okay. And uh. And so I, you, yeah, and you need to get. That. And I actually, I haven't been to the level two since it's been called the level two. I went to it when it was the, the coaches, coaches prep, prep, coaches yeah. prep course, yeah. 
And I, t- I took the L2 originally five years ago, and then I took it again last month, and it's completely different. Yes, that's exciting. Uh, well, th- there's aspects of it that are similar. A lot of it was different, and I was different. Yeah, that's and that's the biggest aspect right there. It was so cool. And, and the cool part is the people who ran the L2 that I did, I got to intern with on an L1. And that was two, two and a half years ago, got feedback from them two and a half years ago, got different feedback this time that was like based on that time frame, like, hey, you've, you, you leveled up. And I thought I was good back then. So, dude, it, it's a fun experience. I'm, I'm excited that you get to do that again. I was I was really excited to take my level three though. <laughs> so well, I've been study I've been dude. studying for a few months now, so that <laughs> it, it'll be there. Oh yeah, it's it's gonna happen. And honestly, that's easy because you get you can take the L two and then the next day go take the test go take yeah. the L three test. Oh, well, I I actually will have to resubmit my application because mm. that yeah, but it's it's all good. Yeah, it's all that's, good. That's cool. And um, what uh, does that mean for you? What does that mean to you? Which aspect? Get getting to do that. Getting you know, getting the level three because you know. At some it, point, you're going to pass the test. It means so. it means to me that I mean it's it's a validation. That's def. It is. It, it's 100 a validation. Like I've I've been doing this little old CrossFit thing for over over 12 for over 12 years as uh, as a way of fitness and um, over 10 years as a, a a way of career, like. Uh, um, I don't know why I waited so long. <laughs> yeah. But it definitely, it definitely will be a level of validation. You know? That's important. That is important and There's, necessary at, at, at times. Yeah. And I'm, I own the only affiliate in Lycoming County, Pennsylvania for now. I, I hope that changes someday. Uh, and, and when that happens, I'll be the only level three in Lycoming County, Pennsylvania for a period of time. So that's what it means. I, I, I like that level of in, uh, exclusive, exclusivity. Did I say that right? Exclusivity. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. You got it. I, I, I like that. I like that. Uh, so Look at the stats. And this is for listeners, for people hearing this, like who are like, what is this? What's the difference? L2, L3. Um, lots of people take the level one. Yep. Less than half of those take the level two. And then less than half of those. Keep going. Right. Yeah. Maybe, maybe 1% of those who take the level two, take, go, go take on to the take level the level three. three. And then, of the people who take the test the first time, something like 70% fail, more, more than that. I think it was like 80 something percent fail the first time. So it's, it's difficult. There's, there's, there's only a few hundred people who can say they have the level three. 
So that's yeah. Talk about exclusive. And there's more and more people every year, which is awesome that people are jumping <clears> on it. It's a difficult thing. That test was ridiculous. Lots of anxiety went around that. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of it. You get your results immediately, which is oh wow. They print the the test wherever you go to a testing center to take it. They print it and it says on there pass or fail. Yeah. Um, I remember getting mine printed. I folded it up immediately and went in my car. And I was like, I was like, I called our friend Jason right away. And I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like hey, I just took the test. He's like, did, did you get your results? I'm like, yeah, I didn't look at them. <laughs> Man, it's crazy. All, all for a lot, for a lot, for validation. Yep. Think the things we do, the stress we create for validation. And that was only a little bit of stress. Yeah, because I was confident. Well, your weekend is coming up. Enjoy that. You're leaving tomorrow? Yep. In the morning, in the afternoon? In the, um, midday, <clears throat> midday. Like probably. I'm, I'm going to be in the Pocono. Hey, my dad just texted me. That's cool. <laughs> no, I, I have a. I have a one-on-one at 11 o'clock and then I hope we are on the road as soon as I'm done with that and go home, pick, go home, pick everybody up and then we'll head out. I'm, I'm going to be staying in Allentown tomorrow night. Oh, okay. And doing a Spartan race on Saturday. In, in Palmerton? Yeah. I think it's like an hour have you, from where you'll be. Have you, have you been to Palmerton for a Spartan race before? Yeah. Okay. So you know what you're getting into? Yeah. <laughs> it's, I've I've heard I've heard a I've heard people that have done a lot of Spartan races all over the place. That's the say, one. Yeah. Say that it is the most difficult that they have done, and uh, it's the only one that I've done. So. Oh really? Yeah, and and I've told people that I believe that that was the most physically challenging thing yeah. that I that I've ever done in my entire life. I um, took Val there once to do that race, and, and she had never done a she had never done a. And Spartan she almost race. broke up with you. <laughs> dude by the end of it she was having a blast she was like i i'm excited to do the rest of the obstacles and i was over it i was like i'm so fucking bored i'm done but yeah somewhere around mile three or four you're like at the top of the hill for the 15th time and she's like how do we get down how do we get off this i'm done she'll tell you the story it's great and and she finished and was like i fucking love this we ended up going on and doing an even harder one together which was cool and her disposition around these things now is so cool that's awesome yeah yeah it's gonna be fun it's gonna be a good time and then saturday night i'm gonna i'm having friends over and i'm gonna watch the ufc oh which i haven't done in a long time it's fun I, I'm I'm in bed by the time the UFC is on. I know. Well, the the prelims are at, start at six, so I'm hoping to watch at least one of those. <laughs> yeah, because you're gonna fall asleep right after. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The main card is like 10 p.m., which is insane. It's so ridiculous. Yeah. All right, Ronnie. Have fun this weekend. Thank you, man. You as well. See you later. Later. If you loved this podcast, then share it. Tell all your friends. Hit the copy button, copy the link, choose five friends in your 
contact list on your phone and send it out. Let them know what they can expect from it too, because we are on a mission here to change the world and we want to help as many people as possible. So if you know anyone who can benefit from hearing what we have to say or what our guests have to say, then send it over. It's not going to do them any good if they don't hear it. Another way you can support us and support the podcast is really simply go on to Apple or go on to Spotify and rate the thing. Give us a five-star review. Write us a little note. Let us know how we're doing. Shoot us a DM on Instagram. Whatever it takes, let us know so we know that we're on the right track. And we know that we're providing content that is actually relevant to what you are needing and what you are looking for. And if it's not, hey, maybe we can help. So do your job. Thanks for listening, guys. We appreciate it.